Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 11th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, all around the world. I want to take a moment right now to remember this day back in 2001 when America was attacked by a terrorist. I want to take a moment of remembrance for all those that passed away on 9-11. We will never forget that day. Cryptonauts, let's get started with the first reminder. We do have a Discord chat available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at $10,822.34 for a 0.6% gain. Second place, we have Ethereum settling at $362.88 for a 3.6% loss. Third place, USDT Tether settling at $1 for a 0.3% gain. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at $0.24 for a 2.5% gain. Fifth place, Polkadot settling at $5.16 for a 1.7% loss. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $231.57 for a 3.3% loss. Seventh place, Chainlink settling at $10.87 for a 9.5% loss. Eighth place, Binance Coin settling at $26.94 for an 8.1% loss. Ninth place, Crypto.com Coin Crow settling at $0.16 for a 0.2% loss. Tenth place, Litecoin settling at $48.25 for a 3% loss. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall market cap is at $350.6 billion, down by 1%. All right, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts, another reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Scott Cipollina. How an attacker might try to break Ether 2.0. Liar Yaffe, co-founder of Jalurida, and lead, lead core developer of Ardon and NXT blockchains has discovered what he claims is a vulnerability in the way Ethereum 2.0 works. Currently, the blockchain is in testing mode on the Medalla testnet to check for any issues. Yafe considers a situation where the network participation rate is low and some whales are quietly using multiple accounts. Since the network has a minimum participation rate of 66, 66%, if a well drops out settling, knocking it below the threshold, it could cause issues. And if there's not much money being staked, this could surprisingly be surprisingly feasible. Let's assume that 10% of the ETH is now staken and the network participation is 75%, which is pretty much what we see on the testnet now. In this case, to drop the participation rate by 9%, to halt the chain only requires control of 0.9% of the ETH in circulation. Certainly achievable by a large well or mid-sized exchange, Yafe told Decrypt. So all you need 
All you need in order to stop the network maliciously is to hold the difference between the current participation levels and 66%, he added. On the blockchain, users cannot stake more than 32 Ether per account, but according to Yafe, there is nothing preventing a single user from splitting a large stake into chunks of 32 Ethereum stored on different accounts. This would allow a user to participate with multiple accounts, something that Yafe has already observed taking place on the Medalla testnet block generator. Wow. So, if the participation rate is low, then whales could have a much bigger impact. Entities that currently hold more than 0.16% of Ethereum tokens, Binance, Coinbase, Vitalik, each one of them now have the right to shut down the network whenever they like, he added. Matthew Tan, CEO and founder of Ethereum Block Explorer, Etherscan, acknowledged that there could be an issue. I haven't done any calculations to verify that the above, but yes, if participation drops below 66%, the chains become unhealthy and there will be a finality issues as seen in the previous Medela testnet rough times incident we witnessed, he said. Hmm, interesting. The attack would be much more expensive. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scrolling on down. Let's see. And as a result, it would be much more expensive to carry out the attack. Jordan said that participation rate should hover around 99%, meaning an attacker would need around 33% of the stake of maybe 25,000 validators, which is around $100 million to carry out an attack that will lose everyone including the attacker, a lot of money. Jordan added that the attacker must be willing to burn a lot of money and bleed funds to half finality, which is not in their best interest unless they are willing to lose a lot of cash. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is... That's not a good thing. Not at all. Mm-mm. It's kind of scary, actually. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Crypto.com launches DeFi token swap service. Crypto.com, a Hong Kong registered crypto company, has launched a new service, DeFi Swap. According to its white paper, it allows decentralized finance users to swap their tokens between various DeFi liquidity pools. Launched on the Ethereum mainnet, the service allows users to swap and farm DeFi tokens as well as provide liquidity and earn triple yield. DeFi Swap is designed to be the best place to swap and farm DeFi coins at the best value at the best available rate leveraging proven and audited protocols while offering an outstanding incentive program powered by CRO said the white paper all right <clears throat> at launch DeFi swap will support wrapped ethereum tether usdc DAI, chainlink compound and crypto.com coin all right DeFi comes with risk. Still, the company stressed that Crypto.com's protocol are a set of smart contracts made available by DeFi Labs, Crypto.com, on a voluntary as-is and as-available basis, relieving itself from all risk arising from interactions with the protocol and liability for any claims, damages, or other liability, whether in contract, tort, or under any other theory of liability arising from, out of, or in connections with the protocol. See, I, I you know what? That sounds scary, but I absolutely love that they put that in there because that's 100% every single DeFi uh, swap platform out there. That's 100% how they all are. That's That should be said in every single one of them. So Crypto.com is just covering their behind, making sure that their, their, their T's are crossed. Next news written by Sharyuwa. Malwa. Bitcoin ads plastered across Hong Kong trams 
and near banks. <clears throat> Trams and major landmarks near Hong Kong's famed banks will feature Bitcoin ads until October 8th, courtesy of an initiative by a local Bitcoin nonprofit. The Bitcoin Association of Hong Kong, a nonprofit that holds meetups and promotes the use of Bitcoin in the city, is using community donations to advertise the risk and merits of Bitcoins. Bitcoin via billboard ads at some areas with high footfall in Hong Kong. More U.S. dollars have been printed in 2020 than were in existence in 2009. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins, reads one ad, pointing to the incessant money printed in the U.S. that has led fears across widespread inflation in the country. The BAHK said in a release, We hope the campaign will give us an opportunity to discuss how Bitcoin fits into a quickly digitizing global economy, the opportunities and dangers of drastic technology advancements, and the implications of digital verifiable scarcity. Alright. It looks like there's over 200,000 passengers that that walk by the, the trams. Okay, and what else, what else, what else? Hong Kong is no stranger to Bitcoin ads. Last month, the city's Apple Daily newspaper took out a full-page Bitcoin ad after its founder, Jimmy Lai, was arrested for allegedly speaking against Chinese influence in the city. But will Hong Kong take note? Well, I think they will. I think they will. There's a lot of uh, Bitcoiners in in Hong Kong. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. There are now 17,000 Bitcoin millionaires. In its short lifespan, the price of Bitcoin has gone from less than a cent to hit nearly $20,000 back in 2017. Unsurprisingly, it's made some people rich along the way. What isn't so clear-cut is exactly how many lucky individuals hit the jackpot. One of the simplest ways to check is to look at the number of Bitcoin millionaires, in other words, anybody owning at least $1 million worth of cryptocurrency. Although in turn... Although the term has been thrown around for almost as long as Bitcoin has existed, it's difficult to put an exact number of how many Bitcoin millionaires there are at any one time. But here's what we do know. Defining a Bitcoin millionaire. Since Bitcoin has a public ledger, nailing down the number of Bitcoin millionaires should be a simple matter of checking the numbers of Bitcoin addresses containing more than 1 million worth of BTC. At Bitcoin's current price of 10310 this means anybody owning at least 97 BTC could be considered a Bitcoin millionaire. Alright, scroll on down. So how many Bitcoin millionaires are there? As per data from BitInfo charts, there are currently 17,005 Bitcoin addresses with a balance of $1 million or above. However, due to the fact that the unknown numbers of Bitcoin holders may hold multiple addresses that sum more than $1 million, while several addresses containing more than $1 million in BTC may be owned by the same person, it's best to consider the figure a rough estimate. Well then, I think... Uh, think they 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 got it right on the money right there <clears throat> it would not surprise me that there are some multi-millionaires out there holding multiple wallets of bitcoin next news written by scott Chipolina: earn cryptocurrency by playing retro space invader games in uk bar oh nice you can now earn cryptocurrency by playing space invaders space invaders irl yes Really? The Crypto Space Invaders arcade machine is located in the Pixel Bar in Leeds, UK. It's free to play the game and rewards are paid out in cryptocurrency, Nano. But how did this crypto-focused machine come about? 
At a nano meetup in 2019, a hacked together Space Invaders arcade machine was on display at the nano community. Players would be required to pay a small amount of nano to access the game, and the highest scoring player would take the combined jackpot for themselves. But the mechanics were a bit of a mess, and the game required plenty of debugging. Since that presentation, James Coxon, editor of the Nano Center, then helped build a second device called Nano Arcade Space Invaders, which is now available to use in the Pixel Bar. Nano Arcade is a modern arcade machine which we were able to connect to the internet and hack up the game so that we could reward players with digital money depending on their score, said Coxon, who built the device alongside Twitter user at Nano is Superior, who wishes to remain anonymous. That is awesome. I would totally love that. Okay, first of all, I'm, I'm a big nerd when it comes to uh, arcade machines. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. It just it reminds me of when I, when I was a kid, I used to play arcade games. I used to take a whole pocket full of quarters out to the out to the arcades and just play games forever. Now, now, oh man, there's a comeback. I, I want one of these. I want to earn some crypto playing some arcades. Love it, love it, love it. Nice. <clears throat> Next news, written by a forecast news staff. ETC Labs CEO rented hash power is huge problem for proof of work. <clears throat> the hackers behind August, August's 51% attack on Ethereum Classic exploited a huge vulnerability in the blockchain protocol powered by proof-of-work rented mining hash power and it is a growing industry according to experts. It's actually a huge vulnerability in the system, said Terry Culver, CEO of ETC Labs, an incubator of projects on Ethereum Classic in an interview with Decrypt Media partner Forecast News. Millions of dollars were lost last month following three 51% hacks on the Ethereum Classic network. Despite the introduction of numerous know-your-customer and anti-money laundering procedures, as well as regulations to rein in criminal activity in the crypto cryptocurrency industry, hackers have shifted their targets to exploiting a core feature of POW decentralization. The cryptocurrency system is maturing, but the hash rental market is actually growing, Cover said. Think of it like you turn on, you turn the lights on, and where do the where do the mice go? Malicious actors have left left the exchange for the most part, and they've moved into the hash rental market. Ethereum's classic three thousand eight hundred dollar attack vector. While it takes over five hundred thirteen thousand dollars to rent the hash and power needed to perform a fifty one percent attack for an hour on Bitcoin, only three thousand eight hundred dollars is needed for a similar attack on the Ethereum classic. Wow, that's not that's crazy. <clears throat> How rented hash power can be used for 51% attack? Two of the three 51% attacks of the Ethereum Classic last month were made possible by attackers leveraging Sol Sol Slovenia-based NiceHash, according to an, an analysis by data intelligence firm BitQuery. NiceHash is an online platform where users can rent and sell CPU power to mine cryptocurrencies for profit. By using rented hash power, attackers behind the first and second attack double spend over $7 million by manipulating transaction entries in the blockchain ledger. NiceHash itself was targeted of a hack in 2017, leading to $78 million in Bitcoin being swiped. <clears throat> Alright, crazy. The fight back against 51% hack. Following the series of hacks in August, ETC Labs announced a st strategic plan to protect Ethereum Classic from further attacks, including monitoring hash rates for suspicious activity, deploying the finality ar arbitration system, and potentially changing the protocol's POW mining algorithm. If there's a market for renting, I don't think that itself is a problem, Sauter said. But if you're doing it without keeping track of who your customers are and doing the same kind of due diligence, 
that the exchange are doing now so that you're able to trace back these kinds of fraud and hold people accountable when they abuse it, then you're part of the problem, not the solution. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Next news written by Alexander Behrens. Sushi Swap's Chef Nomi repents. Gives back $14 million in Ethereum. What? The anonymous creator of Sushi Swap, Chef Nomi, has uh, abruptly changed course, returning more than $14 million worth of Ethereum drained from the Sushi Swap developer allocation last week and apologizing to a long list of DeFi industry players. SushiSwap is a cloned version of the popular Uniswap decentralized exchange. SushiSwap adds to the Uniswap design by rewarding liquidity providers with governance tokens distribution in addition to trading fees on the platform. The SushiSwap protocol initially rewarded users for liquidity they provided on Uniswap before a migration event last week moved more than half of the funds totaling nearly $1 billion in the Uniswap exchange to its own SushiSwap decentralized exchange pool. The move slashed liquidity on Uniswap, Uniswap by nearly 70%. In a series of tweets, Chef Nomi announced he had returned the entire, entire, entirety of funds he had obtained by selling sushi tokens for Ethereum on September 5th. The controversial move, which some users decried as an exit scam, saw Nomi release control of the project to other developers, led by centralized exchange FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried. Though Nomi ostensibly released control willingly he arguably had little choice as the project would have likely been dead in the water otherwise i'm really glad that nomi returned the funds bankman freed told decrypt today we won't forget what he did but we also won't forget that in the end he made the right choice well <clears throat> interesting so chef nomi tweeted to everyone i effed up and i am sorry now that's literally it. That's what Chef Nomi tweeted. All right. Well, I mean, I I didn't get into any of the DeFi straight up, but when Chef Nomi did that, I mean, I felt sour about that. I mean, that's just I felt I felt upset because that was like that was like a slap to the face to the crypto community. Straight up. <clears throat> Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Bitcoin evangelist, Bitcoin evangelist Anthony Pompliano starts his own rolling fund. Anthony Pompliano, the co-founder and partner at Morgan Creek Digital, who hosts a business of investment podcast and has a considerable social media following, announced today that he is launching a new investment fund under his own name. In a post announcing venture, the Bitcoin backer writes that the frictionless solo generator general partner rolling fund will allow him the flexibility to invest in early stage tech companies and make it easier for people to gain access to those investment opportunities some people may think the rolling fund structure looks like a shiny flash in the pan opportunity but as we all know the greatest innovations historically have looked like toys at inceptions pompliano wrote the rolling fund structure will be the beneficiary of many other macro trends underway pomp investments is based on the angel list platform and pompliano writes that he was convinced to start the rolling funds after discussing with AngelList Venture CEO Avlok Kohli and AngelList co-founder and chairman Naval Ravik Ravikant. Pompliano's post notes that the rolling funds is backed by a group of successful investors across Silicon Valley and Wall Street. <clears throat> Interesting. Next news written by Sh what is that? Shuao Kong. Big in China, Tron Fi, Justin Sun's seemingly successful DeFi play. 
while the Western DeFi world was watching on horror as SushiSwap sucked liquidity out of Uniswap, Chinese farmers have been quietly harvesting pearls, carrots, and salmon on Tron blockchain. They call it TronFi. Oh man, come on. Despite being late to the game, Dustin Sun entered the DeFi world the first week of September with a variety of copycat projects just, uh, uh, such as JustSwap and SalmonSwap that surprisingly have garnered an impressive amount of liquidity and that has driven the price of TRX, Tron's native token, on a rare upward trend. Enter TronFi. TronFi is a collection of DeFi projects that live on the Tron ecosystem. The most prominent one is SalmonSwap. Sons, come on. Sons answer to Uniswap. A tweet from the official account last week claimed that it has gathered more than $80 million worth of USDT within 10 minutes of launching. What? $80 million in 10 minutes? That's crazy. <clears throat> Much more than sushi on its day zero. Go, go, Salmon. TronFi has many obvious competitive advantages. To start with, it doesn't have Ethereum's notorious gas fees, which have stopped many retail investors from entering the space. Yep, I, hands up. I, that's the reason why I didn't want to get into that because, you know, that's gas fees are insane. I think they went up to like $14. That is crazy. I mean, I was already getting flustered when I was going up to like $0.30, cents, $0.50. Cents. I was like, okay, I'm done. Fifty cent, $0.55 cents I think I topped out. And I said, okay, I'm done. Once it passed the dollar, I'm like, forget it. I'm, I'm definitely not doing anything. Now it's like, I don't even know what the gas fees are now. It's crazy. Uh, let's see where we at. Tron's, uh, Tron Fi's hurdles, blah, blah, blah. Tron Fi and Justin Sun's toy. Obviously, since Sun is involved, rumors abound that its liquidity is mainly due to Sun's pers personally propping it up. Yet, when retail, retail consumers have to choose between vision and profit, the winning side becomes clear. They might not stick to Tron for long, as seen by the decrease in token price, but for now, it's been a good feast. Taking, eating that salmon, huh? Salmon. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. Russian spies use $1 million in crypto to meddle in U.S. elections. U.S. federal authorities have put out an arrest warrant for a Russian national they allege conspired to interfere in U.S. elections and stole identities of U.S. citizens to open fraudulent accounts at cryptocurrency exchanges, through which he, along with accomplices, uh, funneled almost $1 million. The complaint filed in the Eastern District of Virginia court yesterday alleges that Artem Lifshifts, 27 of St. Petersburg, Russia, is a manager at Project Lakta in operations geared toward meddling with the U.S. elections and engineering distrust in the national's political system. According to the complaint, the subject engaged in a wired fraud conspiracy to further Russian foreign influence efforts and to enrich himself and others, said Alan E. Kohler Jr., FBI Assistant Director at the Counterintelligence Division, in a statement released by the U.S. Department of Justice yesterday. Life, life, <laughs> What? Lift shits along with Russian nationals Anton Andreyev, Darya Aslanov, as well as Andriy Derkach, a member of Ukrainian's parliament and a suspected Russian spy, have received sanctions. The money, much of it, much of it in cryptocurrency, was used to promote projects like. 
Lakta's influence operations and for personal enrichment, according to the DOJ's press release. They likely use cryptocurrencies due to its privacy features and because it is far less regulated than traditional finance, they stole identities of U.S. citizens to gain access to major crypto exchanges, which these days have identity checks. Well then, hopefully it served a long time. Do your time, buddy. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. EU ministers demand stablecoin rules that could stifle Libra. Hmm. The finance ministries from Germany, France, Italy, Spain, and the Netherlands today called on the European commissions to set strict rules for stablecoins, digital assets meant to reduce price volatility, typically by being backed to a fiat asset. In a joint statement, the finance minister from the five countries said that stablecoins shouldn't operate in the European Union until clear regulations were in place, according to a Reuters report. That could hinder Facebook's Libra project, which is based in non-EU member state Switzerland, from getting off the ground. Specifically, the finance minister ministers want all stablecoins operating within the EU to be pegged one-to-one to fiat currency from the EU. That is, the euro or one other na- national currency issued by the EU countries. Moreover, the assets backed by the stablecoin would need to be deposited within a financial institution approved by the EU. Oh. Man, oh man. <clears throat> I got a big problem with that. I mean, well, first of all, I guess Libra's not really... <clears throat> it's like a, it, it is purely a centralized blockchain protocol. So, are they going to follow through? Yeah, they're going to follow through. But somebody like me that's been with Bitcoin since early on, I don't like when governments try to interfere with the free market. People want to have a frictionless, cashless, not, well, yeah, I guess cashless. They, just, they want to be able to live without being hassled by governments. Anyways, next news. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Bitcoin on Ethereum is booming, closing in on a $1 billion value. What? Close to 80,000 Bitcoin have now been transferred to the Ethereum blockchain as DeFi protocols track value backed by their liquidity pools following an early September crypto market correction. Even as price for Bitcoin and Ethereum fell, fell starting September 1st, BTC transferred onto the Ethereum blockchain has already increased by nearly 37% so far this month, according to data from Dune Analytics. The increase in wrapped Bitcoin and other cross-chains Bitcoin locked up has pushed their aggregate value to more than $800 million from less than $600 million at the start of the month. The total value is now equivalent to more than 2% of the entire Ethereum market cap. Wow. Okay, let's scroll on down. Excuse me, hold on. Let me get some water. Alright, what, what's going on here? HBTC, which launched on the Ethereum blockchain in February 2020, is the product of Huobi, a centralized crypto exchange based in Singapore. Wrapped Bitcoin, a collaboration between several DeFi protocols, including crypto lending services maker and Aave, has always used a system of trusted third party custodians to hold native Bitcoins that backed WBTC. And Ren's protocol, RenBTC, was recently caught in controversy after it was publicized that the ostensibility decentralized protocol was, and still is, effectively controlled by members of the Ren development team. Even 
Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin has weighed in, calling for increased security from projects holding a large number of native Bitcoin on behalf of users. Okay, here's a tweet from Vitalik. I continue to be worried about the fact that these wrapped BTC bridges are trusted. I hope that they can at least move to a decently sized multi-sig. Bravo, Vitalik, bravo. Absolutely. I hope that they do that as well. Next news. Written by Jeff Benson. SEC charges actor rapper T.I. with shilling fraud ICO. The U.S. Security and Exchange Commission, SEC, has charged Clifford Harris Jr., a.k.a. T.I., a rapper and actor with promoting an unregistered initial coin offering. Four, four others were also charged, including Ryan Felton, an Atlanta film producer. According to the SEC, Felton raised money via ICOs for Flick, a streaming platform, and CoinSpark, a platform for trading digital assets. The SEC alleges that Felton, instead of transferring uh, Flick tokens to his own account and instead transferred Flick tokens to his own account and sold them in exchange for over $2 million which he used to buy a Ferrari, a, a million dollar home, diamond jewelry, and other luxury goods. T.I. star of Hollywood films including, including Ant-Man and Dolmite is my name was allegedly a hype man for the venture. The SEC says he claimed falsely to be a Flick co-owner as he pushed his fans to invest. Ooh, no, 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 no. You don't do that, T.I. You don't do that. Why would you do that? No. Well, I know why you do that. Money, obviously. Come on. Don't do that. No. No. Bad boy. Bad, T.I. Bad. Next news, written by David Hollerith. There will be Bitcoin. Oil, gas, and cash cow under our feet. In a joint letter last week, Royal Dutch Shell and British Petroleum, two of the largest oil companies by revenue, encouraged Texas regulators to end natural gas flaring. The routine yet environmentally harmful practice of burning off excess gas that can't be economically captured or transported. As it turns out, Bitcoin mining might be the way to finally kill that the practice. A recent partnership between multinational oil giant Equinor and Bitcoin mining firm Crusoy Energy Systems shows how capturing excess gas can reduce carbon emissions and turn a profit according to Arcane Research. The oil and gas industry has a profit motive to take care of the environmental problems flaring poses. Not only is it inefficient, it emboldens competition from clean energy, according to Colin Layden, Director of Legal and Regulatory Affairs for the Environmental Defense Fund. 2017 data from the U.S. Department of Energy indicated that in North Dakota, the practice led to more than $500,000 per day in the waste of natural gas. Texas regulations to prevent flares are less advanced than North Dakota's. Now that COVID-19 is happening, oil professionals are willing to take a look, uh, are willing to look anywhere to di diversify. Walton Nelson, a petroleum geologist and energy professional, told Decrypt, "Why not crypto?" <clears throat> Bitcoin miners can capture the gas that would normally result in flare-ups and repurpose it for mining instead of burning it off. This isn't just theory, it's already being done. Equinor's solution is to use gas to electric generators within a well that the created electricity powers Bitcoin mining rigs on site. The limits carbon emissions from flaring. It's more affordable too. Wow! Wow, wow, wow! Well, they're making bank, huh? Furthermore, Nelson said that despite alternative gas capture systems such 
as converting to liquid natural gas at a cost of approximately roughly $800,000 per drilling site, Bitcoin mining capture systems are the most affordable options for meeting lower carbon emission levels. Okay, awesome. That's a, it's a plus plus. That's a big win right there. Bravo. I like that. They Finally. All right, Cryptonauts. That was actually our last news of the day. Wah, wah, wah. With that said, Cryptonauts, I do have a few referral links to convert your, your fiat into crypto. Check them out. Also, if you're interested in earning compounded interest in like-kind token, you can use my Celsius Network referral link. You also get some, some cash kickback you know, once you deposit, and that's all you have to do. Transfer your funds into the Celsius Network. Leave it there. Don't do anything. You don't have to trade. You don't have to, uh, to renew your... Um, your contract, you just you just deposit it, and one week later, bing, on Monday you get your money, you get your interest deposited into your account. Not in dollars, you're getting crypto. That's what I love, crypto. So with that said, crypto nuts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.